0: Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, it's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 263 for November 25th, 2020. My name is Phil Pinsky, with me, as always, tech-savvy Tim Sway <laughs> and, and Bill Lutz. This week's top Patreon supporters are... Lakeside Woodcrafter, Klingspore Spore Woodworking Shop, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, <laughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossglaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, The Boys Over It, Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Maris... Let me say that again, because he deserves the respect of his name said correctly. Yep. Darren Mattis. Iso Tunes, Tim Holliner. And, of course, Gangi and Pop-Pop Makerspace.
1: Yeah, that's very festive, actually, this time of year. It, it brings upon a seasonal uh, satisfaction.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. I was thinking, when well, I heard that bell, that it brings about a seasonal satisfaction. Bill... What are you working on?
1: You know, I'm glad you asked, Phil, um, because I, I actually have something that I had to work on. And it was a it's one of those, it's one, what do you call a honeydew that your in-laws want you to do?
0: It's still a honeydew. A in- Is water? it really? Because your wife will still ask you to do it on their behalf or behest.
1: Well, this one wasn't on their be- her behalf. She didn't ask me. Dad actually texted me. And, which Same is a thing because for a long time he didn't know that I was me. He thought I was Casey, so I'd always get these texts from him: "Hi, honey, I found your Pooh Bear from when you were four. things like that. And it's, you know, and I'd be like, uh, "John, it's 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 not it's not Casey." Okay, thank you, honey.
0: Also, when are you bringing it by?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. See so they did actually find a whole box of her stuffed animals that he's always teasing and We're just can we just give these away or goodwill in case like, No, those are all my stuffed animals from when I was a child, don't you dare
0: percent sentimental value. <clears throat> okay. So honeydew for your in laws, what'd you do? Oh yeah,
1: so 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 the honey, so he says, Hey, I've got this chair, one of the one of the dining room table chairs. And it's a fairly nice dining room set, right? It's uh, not Tiffany nice, but it's a nice set. And I don't know how he did it, but the front of the chair is curved. You know, if you take, he he took the cushion off because I think maybe he dropped it. And when it hit the leg so hard, it split the front of the chair where it was seamed at about a 30 degree angle. You know why you overlap? So Mm -hmm. you overlap wood to make it look like it's not, well, that seam broke. So you've got this long, long split, and because of the pressure that's on that chair, it went past each other about three inches.
0: Okay, so it's kind of like a scarf joint.
1: It's a a scarf joint that's split, but it's on a round chair. And then it compressed.
0: Right.
1: Why don't I just show you guys? Yeah,
0: show us. us. We can describe it. The shape
1: of the chair, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Round. Okay,
1: so anyway, it's split right about here. So he asked if there was any way I could... Screw and glue it, and I'm like, "Well, I don't know, but let me take a look." So uh, I got it home, and I looked at it, and it obviously was such a clean, perfect. Just the glue must have been so old that it just gave way because it didn't rip any wood. Nothing. It's almost as if it never was glued together.
2: How old is that chair for real? Do you know?
1: I'm guessing it's it's at least probably 30 years old. Okay, so it's not 70s. High glue, I'm guessing. Because Casey remembers it from her flat in San Francisco yeah. uh, when she was a kid so
0: Probably it, just not a lot of glue. I know what you mean. You're thinking yeah. like it's an old-timey glue that just sort of gave up the ghost. Yeah. I think a lot of the furniture that I see that's broken they just don't use enough of it like Yeah. Like and it's an, it's kind of like
2: end grain too there which is like if I'm thinking of it correctly it's almost like end grain at a bias so that's the worst for glue.
1: Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. but it, And luckily, the angle was, like I said, like a scarf joint. It was very steep angle, yeah. so there was a lot to glue. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, just getting that back together and um, uh, stretching it apart, which I'll talk about uh, for a tip later on how to stretch that apart. Hmm. Uh, but getting it stretched back apart. And I just put basically one screw through. The, once I got it where I needed to, I used a... a uh, a tongue depressor, basically, to slip glue, get it all glued up. Cause yeah. it's I could have taken the whole chair apart, but I didn't want to do that. Mm. So I just used the tongue depressor, got enough glue in there, uh, clamped it to where I thought it would be good, pilot hole, put one screw in the back, you'll never see it. And now that the glue's dried, it's it's 100%. But that that was kind of fun. I haven't done like a repair like that in quite a while, like for... You know, a piece of furniture, which is, it's fun. It's fun. And I totally scored me some points with the old uh, mom and dad's buckets, huh? Yeah.
0: You obviously, and I mean, you're you're an old hand at this, but you obviously told them how difficult and how long this job was, correct? Oh,
1: what I told them was it's, it's probably not likely able to be fixed. First lie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. I will do the best that I can, and I'll spend every moment that I have to get it taken care of. Third line. Um, but I, second <laughs> line. And, and I want to, and it was, it was an afternoon. It was an afternoon. Uh, it was an afternoon of watching the garage TV, playing on the computer, and messing around with the chair.
2: Watching glue see,
1: since I, Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> since fun. I'm not, I'm actually taking Casey away from them for Thanksgiving, um, this was my way to make up for that. And basically, took I like no, and and, says, and because chair. you will have nobody with you during vaca- uh, Thanksgiving, you don't need this chair just yet. No, I actually, mm. I didn't say that. That would be that would yeah, that'd be, be super mean. to yeah. so no, yeah, bring that. this chair with Casey, so she has somewhere to sit
2: when we're having dinner in someone else's house. <laughs>
0: nice.
1: Almost, except that we don't have the cushion part of it. He, he, he I don't think oh, I, sneaky, I'm not quite family enough to, to send me the whole chair. He, <laughs> he removed the cushion first.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. You just want your butt sitting on his chair. I get it. I get yeah. it. I get it. Tim,
1: well, you Well, it ever? is the arm section of the chair, because, you know, there's the two arm chairs, and then the rest
0: are not arms. Right. 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 The head
2: chairs or whatever.
1: Yeah. It
0: reminds me of one of my favorite Star Trek quotes ever. Tim, do you remember this one? It was an episode of The Next Generation, where uh, they find Scotty trapped in the pattern buffer of a uh, of a, a teleporter. And Scotty? So yeah. yeah. So they find. So they find he was on a ship. I think it was called the Bozeman, if I'm not mistaken, on the uh, surface of a Dyson sphere. Anyways, so they pull him out, and so he's now like 400 years in the future, and he's interacting with the uh, w- with the Enterprise D uh, crew, and he, so he's spending time in chief engineering with Geordi LaForge, and so uh, the call comes through from w- the w- captain. W-
1: wasn't the uh, who was the engineer on? Was it? It wasn't Geordi La- LaForge. Was, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, Jordan he, Ford, he yeah. was the Scotty of
0: of yeah. the next generation.
1: I thought that was Calm Meany.
0: That is DS9. And he was chief. Oh. He was chief. He's a non commissioned officer. Back to the story. So um, a call comes in from Picard where he's got to fix something. And so Jordy tells him, okay, Captain, it'll be about four hours. After the call goes over, Scotty leans and he goes, how long is it really going to take, Lottie? <laughs> yeah and he looks over him and he goes four hours four hours oh laddie <laughs> how's anyone ever gonna think you're a miracle worker <laughs> I do remember that you tell that. him eight you do it in four he thinks you're brilliant so yeah. that was my relating to your story with your in-laws yeah I always yep, always yep. do that how long do you think was... to fix this oh I don't know probably a few months I fix well, it in that, 20 well first of
1: all I don't arrival. even know if it's fixable always remember that yeah. I'll yeah. do the best that I can
2: yeah Right, right. You just told that story because you wanted to do your Scottish accent again. Correct. Can you
1: do it again? Because I miss Sean Connery and Scotty. I love. I forgot about little, Scotty.
2: It's a little different of an accent, of yes. course, but Diff- different. Yeah, different. Oh, do
1: Sean Connery saying hi? To, ha- Sean Connery and Scotty having a small conversation. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> Scotty, how are you? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Thank you for asking. I don't know. I don't know. That I don't know. That's, that sounds really I've never Sound really of, done two characters. Sounded more like strange. a beetle talking to. Uh, yeah talking to a strange
1: oh do no. Connery saying beam me up Scotty
0: beam me up Scotty
2: I love it I, I, I think just, there'd be I a, a longer pregnant pause though wouldn't like,
0: I beam me up Scotty there yeah, you go there it is ah, <laughs> <that's> the <laughs> now, now it's mean. sexy <laughs> yeah I was, I was pregnant with a boy <laughs>
1: Well, I, I've stretched out my actual working of on um, actual project as long as I possibly can. Take it away, Tim. Um,
2: what have I been working on? Well, I, I had this little <laughs> this little side venture we were talking about a little bit last week that uh, sort of went off the rails on me a little bit. Um, last week during the podcast, I actually grabbed the URL guinea pig tanks and we were talking
0: about my. Like, cardboard guinea pig tanks and um,
1: didn't w- Phil say that that was a uh,
0: uh, great idea? Kinda, yeah, kind of dumb. No, I said it was a great idea. Thanks for bringing that up, Bill.
1: Phil, do you have
2: pets? Do you have any pets, Phil? Just three children, plenty yeah. of responsibility. No, no, no
1: cute
0: pets. Like yeah, my kid, my kids are hideous. <laughs> Thank you for bringing. That Ooh, up.
1: Tim, <laughs> think about this: tanks dot com, dot com.
0: Yeah, um, uh,
2: yeah. The people like people spend money on pets. You know, like, that's like a it's, a... it's a market, like...
0: Even guinea pigs, yeah.
2: Even... And that was the question. I was like, you know, it couldn't... I mean, everybody's been telling me for years. Oh, you should make this for dogs and this for cats. I just never had any interest in um But then I came up with this... I don't want to make stuff other people made. I don't have any original ideas, you know. I came up with this idea that's kind of original. And uh, and I was like, yeah, I don't know if the market's there for guinea pigs. I mean, it's not like a dog or a cat. There's not one in every house. So I expected that there would be enough of a guinea pig like um, you know market that i that would I would be able to reach in my small world via YouTube and I am a member of one guinea pig support group on Facebook. I think I'll put it there. There's like three thousand people <laughs> in the
1: group.
0: <laughs> the most impressive I'm part is you say that all the that in there like the nobody's going to hear it
1: if I say it slow <laughs> enough. <laughs> you know the
0: it's like yeah, a you, you got one of these too yeah. yeah no.
2: it's where you go you ask questions like hey my guinea pig is doing this is that bad you know whatever how do I what should I feed him oh I that? thought
1: it was your guinea pig was having a bad day and so <laughs>
2: <laughs> take it to a meeting you well, know but honestly that is like my my wife had joined a while back when we had our last pig when she was you know old and she was sick and dying basically the last people we had her she was always on there trying to figure out like what she could do to help you know ease this this senior citizen pigs you know last day. you flush it the answer is you flush it correct <laughs> no that was not the answer actually um, well, that's weird so she joined that but then she ended up loving the group because it would fill her Facebook feed with all these pictures of cute guinea pigs and, um, and so then I was like oh that's really cool and she'd show me all these little pictures and videos I'd be like oh that's cute you know and then like after like you know 17 years of just horrible political rants on facebook i was like you know what i need i need some guinea pigs in my feed so i joined the group too and uh, and so now it's like you know it's like political rant political rant guinea pig political rant guinea pig
0: guinea pig, guinea pig political rant political rant
2: and it makes my life a lot better
0: <laughs> yeah i started <laughs> so, hiding those unfollow so it, like still friends but i don't need to see right. my stuff.
2: But so so it is it is a guinea pig support group to support people like me that are trying to navigate facebook <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so any- oh that makes sense so anyways there's like it's, it's like a british group there's like 3,000 people in the group but it's like a british group so I most of them are wow. overseas you know and I was like I was like this gotta be there's got to be 50 to 100 people in this group like that that will be interested in buying you know right. one, of, one of these tanks or whatever and uh you know and I priced them low um you know because you know I, I wanted to and uh holy crap I sold I sold 250 of them in 24 hours of launching the video Wow. Uh, my youtube video and putting them up in this group and, it, and i saw it just kept getting like the share share like the sort of you know the way things is i wouldn't it's nowhere near viral but it was like it was going out and like some of these like there's actually like youtube like pet channels like one of those guys is like bought one he's on there so he's gonna put it on his channel probably there's like this whole thing and, I, and then i got out of the, like i went to bed with 250 of them i got up and there's like over 300 of them and so i i, I have enough cardboard to make like 100 you know so i so i shut the store down to just sort of get control of the situation for a few days and I've already got I've got messages and stacked up people saying let me know when they're available let me know when they're available I just want to get a hold of them I got to dial in my system a little bit rethink it like I've been laser the ultimate
1: Christmas gift dude I'm telling you people for themselves yeah, well, for like everybody saying, they know that has a guinea pig
2: and you know because you have pets you know people love to buy things for their pets and they love to buy things for their kids to give to their pets and all this and that well
1: let me interject uh, a perfect example uh, not to interrupt you but Casey mm-hmm. I said hey have you seen Tim's guinea pig thing yet because she hadn't seen because I watch you on Instagram she doesn't watch so media and this was just uh not last night but the night before and it's right after you put the, the little video up on on the facebook i think anyway she watched it five times i'm not kidding you because it's just it's the cutest <laughs> thing in the world to see these That's little guinea funny. pigs running it's, around it's, and it's she's you yeah. don't have guinea pigs but she was like oh I, I just can imagine everybody you know that has pets is going to like the video and if you have a guinea pig it is going to want you're going right. to want
2: one and you see the price and it's 15 bucks shipped you know like I right. mean for the most unless you live in Europe or something there are people that spend more on shipping than the thing in Europe to buy these it's like crazy right. um, like it, you know it's just overwhelming um, like how like like I said I expected I knew that there'd be like that contingency you know that there'd be people like oh this is awesome and it's, and it's inexpensive and it's Christmas and, I, and like I, I predicted like 50 sales yesterday like a hundred by the end of the week that was like my prediction and I was like right. oh, I'll get enough to do a hundred I'll you know I'll dial it in I'll dial in a system get it to be most efficient actually if you watch my Instagram story today I was showing how I was dialing in the efficiency of running them and stuff um, by changing tool paths to make them to take a 20-minute cut to make it 12 minutes and stuff like that
1: um, didn't originally recommend uh, slave laboring your son to help
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, once I have it set up, I can do that. I could totally, like, uh, anybody could just stand there and push the button. Good advice.
0: (laughs) I thought his job was to just eat more cereal. We need more cardboard. Vance, finish your Froot Loops.
2: (laughs) I'm working on it, Dad. I'm working on it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, But so, but what I I think I'm going to do, because it's just the etching of the logo that takes the most time. Um, yeah. but then cutting cardboard on the laser takes like, I mean, seconds. So like if I have a piece of cardboard, I have an 18 by 24 inch piece of cardboard that goes in the laser and out of that, I get two complete units of some of them. Um, yeah. and so it'll take, it'll take like, you know, 13 minutes to cut two of them out. Um, but like literally 10 of that minutes is just putting the logo on. So if I, so what I'm going to do is, uh, I just ordered some stamp material and I'm just going to yeah, laser this, laser the stamp and then just stamp them all. Um, and so that way I can I could like literally cut these things out f- Five times faster And I could actually keep up with the demand But I need to get it all set up first And then I'll open the floodgates again And, you know
0: Silly question Why wouldn't you just get some Avery labels And print the logo on a laser printer And just peel and stick it onto your tank
1: Expense Expense And it's still taking yeah. the same amount of time, right? And it's more you time To use the I laser a stamp, you know mean you're saying you're going to use your laser the... To make a rubber stamp, basically right.
2: So once okay. and done, when I have the rubber stamp, it's ink stamp. Ink stamp with stickers, you got to run it through the printer. You're using all the ink, and you're using the paper, which is much more expensive. Um, right. huh. And then and then you got to peel them off. Oh, you're stamping
0: right on the cardboard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You're right I on the see. Cardboard. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I get yeah. You. Oh no, no sticker. Just stamp right on the cardboard. Uh,
2: okay. and, then, and then I was thinking about even just putting the logo. Like we, like I was like, what if I just put it on one side? Or what if I just put it on the roof? And I was this stuff. And, and I might just do that. Like, just put it on the roof. But I, I think that stamping is the way to go. Um, mm, clearly, for the, for the long run because I mean there's like 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 I said I, I turned the garden hose off on this thing it was like starting to take off and I was like this is, right. there's a bigger market for this than I think, and there's no reason to to not continue with them if I can do it in a way that it doesn't just totally saturate my time. So now is it's there
1: like, any way you can protect this now because at some point you know, I'm guessing that pet stores are gonna want in on this
2: Yeah, I mean eventually you should be marketing made, to pet someone, stores someone in China will make them. And then I'll be out of business. So I just got to do it while I can, you know. Uh.
0: Well, you got you have first mover advantage, and yeah. you've got an authentic brand. Yeah. It's a good it's a good URL, as I said. I own in the, the last URL. Episode. Yeah, yeah. You
2: know, yeah. and I can call them the original guinea pig tanks, and made in the USA. And that's why you notice in the original branding that I put on, I put "Made in Meriden, Connecticut" on it. Uh, right. Like so, I you know I I was made that like part of the the initial logo. Like this is this is a USA made product by a guy, and here's the town I'm
0: in. You know what I mean? Like to make it personal. Yeah. Right. You know what they're gonna do? They're just gonna say "Made in Meriden, Connecticut," and then below that, "Made in China." Yeah. <laughs> so you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. That's just the way that goes.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, but so it's it's like it's been a while since I've done a large batch of something. Um, it reminds me of like the last time I did it was like hundred something stools that I made, which is obviously a much larger. Mm. But there is a part of me that really enjoys like this this development um i know like izzy has talked about that before because i'm like izzy jr i'm like i want to be izzy jr you know izzy develops products and then manufactures them he gets you know he used to do consulting or he still does where he goes into factories and helps set them up i get into that i have that sort of ocd part of my brain you know and even into like the the packaging and, and and thinking about the like the sticker versus the stamp like every cost and every step and how you can make it look as professional as possible and and not skimp on the quality of the product, but not waste time and money on things that don't affect the quality of the product. You know what mm-hmm. I mean?
1: How so, are you shipping those in an envelope? I would imagine, it. right?
2: Yeah, and the folksy quality. Yeah, I'm shipping them. I, I bought. Um, <coughs> I bought, I had to order more. <laughs> I bought poly mailers, um, and they just go to poly mailer. So it's and again, I hate using the plastic and stuff, but I can't. I can't do it Tim Sway style where I wrap each one in old newspaper and you know what I mean it just takes too long you just can't do yeah. this volume like that so sometimes you have to spend so i mean you got to weigh that into consideration your cost too like every one of those poly they, i think they cost me 6 cents each like for those poly mailers like so you know when you're talking about a product that's at a
1: $10 price point 6 cents is a huge huge number to Well you to, have to figure that in it's not like you yeah. can say oh it's only 6 cents that has to be right. a part of the equation Yeah if
2: you're right. making a $3000 dining table and it's going to cost you 6 cents for the felt feet on the bottom you don't worry about it but you know we're right. talking about making hundreds of things that with that 6 cent cost it adds up you know but uh, yeah so yeah. it's been it's been neat and I understand you Phil have had a similar experience
0: yeah uh, he bought actually, guinea pigs canadianguineapigtanks.com <laughs> is really blowing up <laughs> made in Canada <laughs> yeah made in Canada made in Meriden, Canada um oh. No, but what I talked last week about doing a couple of these ice rinks, uh, that I did one for me and one for and well, for two of my buddies or three of my buddies, and uh, I said, you know what? On a lark on Saturday, I said, I said to my, so what if I, uh, you know, what if I open this up to everybody and just did it for for people? And it was okay. So Sunday morning, I woke up. I put together a little a little logo. I called it. Uh, I'm doing it with a, a friend of mine, and we're partnering up to do this because I do need a second person. So it's the Pinsky Geffen Rink Company put together a little logo with a little kind of look, looks like a, a hockey rink. I use the Bauer logo font or whatever. Anyways, all to say I launched it uh, one o'clock in the afternoon. And by five o'clock, I had 30 of these rinks sold. And since then, I've sold another 10. So we're at like 40 rinks. And I have maybe three, four weeks to do this. So super crazy.
1: So how many how? do you think you can do in a day?
0: Uh, if I eat only two meals, I could do three <laughs> of them. it's uh, it's it takes three hours. So realistically, well, can, speaking, with how much lo- yeah. can
2: you batch? Can you do all your batch cutting at, at, at one time at the sh- at home? And then would that save you time, like to batch it? Like, cause like again, that's what I get into is like the how do you yeah.
0: how do you expedite the gonna, process? I'm not gonna do the cutting. I'm gonna outsource that. I'll just I'll have the plywood already cut and so delivered.
1: everything's gonna be ready to go. You just get there and assemble it. So it's only okay. assembly.
2: Yeah. 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 Pretty so much. yeah, you can't. You can't. You just gotta be. I, a, I don't
0: have time to futz around with that stuff. Even right. it cost me like you know an extra fifty bucks to have it cut. So, so be like it. Like buying nice.
2: the poly mailers and not the stickers. <coughs> yep. Yeah. So, so you're, you're saying
1: thing. you're saying three a day if you push yourself and you've only got yeah. a f- three weeks. You said.
0: Yeah, four or five weeks, something like that. somewhere between three and five weeks, depending. Like it's so much that's out of my control, and I'll just do as many as I can.
1: Right. Right. I'm
0: not charging anybody until I do it. No,
1: this is this is awesome. I mean, this is. Yeah. I mean, so but did, like, to see did, this, did you the virality
0: of this was just nuts because yeah. people are just, like Tim said, they just start to share your post yeah. and people are like messaging me on private messenger and on Instagram and in all these other different places. And I'm sitting there and I took my son to, um, to a hockey practice, uh, you only do two kids at a time on this private ice, but I'm sitting there and he's like, did you see my shot? And I'm like, no, I'm doing business trying to pay for your hockey. <laughs> so, I was just like on my phone the whole time, like, yeah, start putting that weight on his shoulders parents. now. Good idea, yeah. Actually, it's funny because he didn't say anything, his friend did. He said, You know, you should be really watching. How come you're on your phone the whole time? I was like, I'm doing business, and business is what pays for hockey. He goes, Oh, he legitimately goes, Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Kids, Kids like, are Uh-oh. fun. Well, well, I guess the more you know.
2: I felt bad yeah, yeah. because I was so busy yesterday, just like keeping track of, and organizing my uh, guinea pig orders and writing back to people and comments, and even the video did really well. That better than usual for me lately, yeah. at least because video views have been way down on YouTube.
0: Um, not just for me, but I but definitely no. For YouTube me. sucks right now, yeah. and I want to do a rant episode, but that's yeah. not today.
2: But uh, <laughs> but I was so busy doing all that, and then like you know. I, I felt bad. I got to the end of the day and, like, I never, like, took the guinea, the guinea pigs out for their tank time. <laughs> you know? I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry, guys. You guys are like my stars.
0: What a... Look at this guy. He's yeah. a phony baloney now. <laughs> are there even any, you? Those are those guinea pigs are all CGA, aren't they? Oh, yeah, like, I don't even... They're, they're computer-generated. There's, the there's neighbors a wire down the street. on the, on the tanks <laughs> that... I knew it. That's
1: not even Vance. It's like the neighbor kid.
0: Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah.
1: That's, he's a paid actor.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, and... And uh, my son lied to me for the first time ever, so we had to have that conversation. But what happened was... He, uh, first time he got caught ever, at least. Yeah, fair. I me, mean, he's an awful liar. So but <laughs> um, so my daughter has this little vanity set in her room. It was this kid craft thing that I built for her a few years ago and it took like four hours to assemble. Anyways, it's a vanity and it comes with this little chair. And it's all made out of wood. Anyways, he was playing hide and seek with one of his friends in the house... And, uh, who's in a, in our bubble. Anyways, so he broke the leg on the chair. He sort of le- the chair was down and he sort of leaned on the leg and it cracked and it snapped off. And then he put, put the whole thing away like it was fine. Like he put it on the three legs, threw the fourth leg under the vanity. and
2: I don't want to interrupt, but I know a guy that's, he could probably fix the chair, but he's not really sure if he can fix the
1: chair. Yeah, I don't know how long yeah. it would take me or if it's even possible, but I'll do yeah, my best. Yeah, it's
0: not even really a feasible thing to fix wood. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: What are the odds?
0: <laughs> yeah, what are the odds? But um. Uh anyway, so I I that leg was not salvageable, so I fabricated a new leg and uh, and primed it and painted it and sanded and painted it again and can't even tell. So that was super fun. That I actually really enjoyed. Like cuz it's like this weird curved shape and I To be Is honest, Is that what's I right behind
1: anything.
0: you? No. No, no, no. This thing here? Yeah. No. That's from an old card table. Uh, no, this is like this is like a little kid table, like if you were a three four-year-old.
1: Okay, got you.
0: But I'd never really worked with curves before. Most of my stuff is straight. And so this was interesting. first of all, to replicate the leg and to just use the bandsaw to do it and then smooth it out and it was a fun little project, a good learning exercise. so I enjoyed mm. that. And uh, I feel like I did something else, but I don't know. Oh, sure. I opened up my Etsy store again, and that the orders are starting to come in. So here we are.
2: You have to shut it down again pretty soon. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta build well, those rinks. so I
0: can only do the rinks basically on the weekend during the day. So my third job will be Etsy at night. So I'm thinking for the next month I'm going to be running myself ragged. How Which is why I wanted to do the podcast earlier tonight because I'm exhausted.
2: Yeah. How busy? Um, how busy are you at your your other business? your like your your office job.
0: Busy. Yeah. Busy. I'm signing clients and it's it's going well. I mean, everything's going well. I have no complaints. It's yeah. Just, it's just, you know, yeah,
2: it's it's good funny. Problem. Like like when I shut down the store this morning and uh, you know I told my wife I was like I'm gonna shut it down and uh, and she told Maddie and Maddie's like well, he, don't don't shut it down don't shut it down. It, you know like that's like why would you do that you're turning away money you're turning away work and my whole life of living in a gig economy like basically my entire adult life i've always been like that guy like you know telling my wife 15 years ago when we got married is like she's like why do you always say yes why can't you take a week off i'm like because i this might be my last gig every right. job i get might be my last job and it's only like, and they say that, too, when you kind of get to like the age that you know, we're at now is when you start reaching your earning potential and stuff. and things. It's like only now do I finally feel like, you know what? I can say no to this. Mm-hmm. Like that's, the only, that's like a new thing for me. And it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's incredible. It's incredible.
0: Like. <laughs> I mean, it happens when you work for other people, too. You get to a point where you're, you've decided you're going to go and you're going to find a new job, whether you're working or not. And the new perspective, plug for Tim... But when you get to our age and our experience level, they're not so much interviewing you as much as you are <laughs> interviewing them to make sure that it's a good fit. And good fit is so critical when you're starting at a new place. And so that's oh, that's been my perspective as I've gotten I got older.
2: I always had that attitude even when I was a young guy in my 20s and stuff. And, Man, I, and I, I didn't. I tell it to my my uh, you know when Maddie just came back from college, she had to find a job here and stuff. And I, I told her that I was like, remember when you're going on job interviews, you're interviewing them. Yep. You. D- Get the job and decide if you want it. That's the whole case. you would be like, oh, I'm not going to get this job or this or that or I don't know about this." Or like, go like go do it. It's it's you're going to learn how to do interviews. Like go on interviews even if you don't want the job. Get them to
1: offer. Well, it even to if you're your not qualified for the job, yeah, you should be if, going on those interviews. Yes. never I've never been right. qualified you for any what? job. The, almost I've every job I got was one I wasn't qualified for. Same Seriously,
0: same here. Exactly. They're looking for their ideal candidate, but they will settle for you. <laughs> yeah, if if
2: you seem like a good fit, if you seem like someone that can yeah, deal, well, with and, and you at have
1: to, day. you have to have the confidence and the attitude to be able to to basically yeah. say without saying is like, what can you do for me? I'm right. interviewing for the job. I know what I can give you. Yeah. I'm going to give you my. Why should I give you my time? I have I you my time. My that's the what only can you
2: do for me? I don't don't
0: phrase it that way, though.
2: No, you don't say it. But you, that's the okay.
0: okay, okay, okay. It's don't more like, what have you done for me lately? How's that?
2: That was. I mean, it was something I I figured out pretty young, and maybe it's because my dad was in HR. That maybe he uh, taught me that one as sure younger. For sure, you leg up. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that's where I picked it up. So I was telling Maddie, I was like, go apply. She's like, I don't want that job. I'm like, go apply for it anyways. Go get get the job so you can say no thanks to it. Build your experience with the interviews and build your confidence of getting offered jobs. 100%. 100%. You know? Because everybody feels like, oh, I'm not good enough for that job. It's like, well, you just got offered six jobs. You still think you're not good enough for that seventh job?
1: you know there there's there's nothing in the world more empowering than turning down a job. Oh my god, I mean, seriously. it's
0: so awesome. Oh yeah. 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 It's like, it's "Thank
1: done. you, but uh, you know, I I've settled with something else or, or however you phrase it politely, but"
0: There was they per- they persist. I've been chased like Oh yeah. so basically a competitor of mine now who's got his own ERP system wanted me to come and run that division of their company and I was like, "Okay, this is what I would need to come and do that." It's like, "Oh, that's I can't afford that." You know, like, don't you understand the potential of your of, of what this is? I was like, I understand the potential of what I've already built here, and if you want me to come over there, then yeah, it's gonna cost you. And then he goes, Oh well, I can't, okay, all right, fine. He called me three more times after that to try to convince me. Yeah. the no is the most powerful word in the English language. Mm.
1: the The uh, pet hospital where I met Casey uh, before she worked there, I worked. I worked there twice. I, I started there the first time. And I was running a small um, uh, payday loan branch. I was. I actually decided to try an office job. So. I applied for this job, I got it as a branch manager for a little payday loan thing, right? But mo- mostly because it needed fixing, literally, the inside of it needed oh. some fixing up. The accounts were all bad, I fixed those, there were court cases I had to go file, so I was like, okay, I can fix a lot of this stuff, right? It ended up being really dirty, nasty, awful, it was a horrible, icky, yucky job. However, yeah. so I started applying for jobs, and, I, and this pet hospital came up, it's a nonprofit. profit it's for a maintenance supervisor at a pet hospital, I'm like, this is, this is the way. So I go, I, I get the interview, and I go talk to the lady, and, and I said, "So I need to ask you. You know, I know it's a nonprofit, but you know, what what is the starting pay?" And she rumbled off like twelve something dollars an hour. I went, "Oh, that's so cute." I just, just so you know, no, I can't. I'm sorry. I, I was, no, we're not even on the same solar system with this. Well, th- I mean, it was a great interview, and I loved it. I would have loved to work there. And, and so she said, well, let me see what I can do. She say, so she called me back several times, upping it 50 cents here, 75 cents there, blah, 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 blah. And finally, after, I'm not kidding, about 10 times, because she really wanted me, and I really wanted this job. Yeah. I gave her a print, because she would have to go to the uh, to the volunteer board, right? The board members who volunteer for this thing. Approve the salary. I got to present. I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. So I printed out my bills. I literally put copies of my, what it cost me for power, my rent, my expenses. I said, here's my expenses and I want to eat this is the bare minimum I can do and it ended up being closer to like you know 18 bucks an hour or something like that I said this mm-hmm. is it this I if you can do this for me so we're, we're not playing games I, I love mm. you and I want to work here this is it well she got it she took it to the board and fought it but it's like mm. that was the minimum so then uh, a year later I ended up moving to, Oregon with my sister and I, I quit the job and again it was it was barely making it right yeah. so I come back to visit for somebody's birthday a year after that so this is like a year of not working for this place by this time Casey's working there I, I went into the lobby said hello to a bunch of people the director finds out I'm in the office he's comes running down he says I want you back I know you moved out of state what will it take to get you back here and I'm like Okay well, I've remembered this process before with the 12 an hour I right. like, no, 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 we just got a big grant, blah, blah blah blah. I need you there. So I'm like, and I was ready to do the whole what minimum should I give?" And I gave him some silly number. I didn't think there was any way. He looked mm-hmm. at it because I, I, he said, write it down, I wrote it down, handed it to him. We're in the lobby of this place. And he says, "You will have an offer letter in your mailbox when you get back to Oregon in two days.
0: I'm like, your number was okay. too low. Your number was it too was too low. low. But yeah. it was
1: it's way higher than I would have asked normally. Right. I mean? But you know yeah. what I mean? It's just that confidence of being able to say, No, it's not gonna happen. You know, that confidence it, it it builds something for you. So when you go to when you apply for jobs that you don't think you're qualified for, those are the best jobs in the world.
0: You know? Yeah. I feel yeah. like we're all conditioned to think that we're not good enough for jobs so that employers can just take advantage of it. this is clearly is not the topic of this podcast, but Listen, I have found throughout listen, my entire. What are the career. odds
1: that we'd be talking about this? From <laughs>
0: what are the odds? What are the odds? Yeah. I mean, that is a good point. Um, let's let's try to keep this makery. So the topic is what are the odds, and I think it's an interest two interesting case studies as far as what are the odds, right? Like Tim thought that he was gonna, you know, sell maybe fifty or hundred of cardboard tanks for guinea pigs. I feel ridiculous even saying it. No, you, you did okay. You did okay. I did all right. eh? And I thought I would sell five or six rinks. Honestly, I thought it'd be like fun way to, you know, a couple of Sundays for the next few weeks, you know, and just have some fun with a buddy of mine putting together some rinks. And we're looking at like a monstrous thing. And I'm I, I actually um, so there's a Montreal based supplier of the kits. They are sold out. They won't give me any unless I pay them double their going rate right now. So there's another one based out of Wisconsin, and they sell them out of Costco here. My wife's like, call the supplier right now. So i okay. I called the supplier, and he's like, okay, I'm ready to make you a dealer. You can get them in wholesale. Um, and so like, I there's actually emails coming through right now. So I'll be able to get dealer pricing on these things and basically as many of them as I want. So my wife has an MBA, and she's way smarter than me. Um, and so that's where that is. But, like, what are the odds that this would become a thing? And so I'm, t- I'm thinking about scaling this. Like, maybe next year this becomes way bigger. I go multi-city. You know, I hire installers. And, you know, we just go nuts with this thing. Clearly, well, What, if, a what if this
1: is your new Christmas tree farm, right? It's a seasonal thing.
0: Right. Yeah, mm. it's my Dairy Queen. Yeah. I mean, you guys have Dairy Queen all year round. I'm thinking, like, here where Tim and I are, you're not getting Dairy Queen in February. But I guess you could. But you know yeah. I mean? yeah. It's yeah. really more like a Christmas tree farm.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a lot more yeah. like a Christmas tree farm. Yeah, it's like a Christmas tree farm, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it could be a real thing, you know? Imagine working, you know, a month and a half a year. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, you know,
2: my, my buddy Mike that has that tape studio, that analog recording studio I was at a few weeks ago, yeah. um, we've been friends since, uh, like, middle school, you know? But, so he, in high school, he used to like mow lawns and buy these beat up old cars and, you know, stuff. And, and he continued to do that. I moved away. We lost touch for a long time. But he continued to do that. And he just, in the summer, he mowed lawns. And instead of being like, you know, like these lawn companies, you see the trucks with the giant trailers and they buy brand new equipment and stuff. He just bought used stuff. And he, and he just, went, he didn't hire anybody. He went out by himself. He busted his butt for like three months of the year. Then he did fall mm-hmm. cleanups. And then he took the rest of the year off. Like that, you know, he played music. You know, he was always playing music, of course. But he right. was able to. He bought a house doing that. He bought, sold that house, and bought another house in cash from doing that. From just mm-hmm. going out and just busting his butt for a season. You know, and now he's a little older. He doesn't do that anymore. He's he's stopped doing that years and years ago. But that was how he got his start as a young man without a college education. He just went out and worked. Well, it's,
1: it's not unheard of. I, I mean, it. the labor mm-hmm. market. You know, most construction is seasonal. There's a lot yeah. of types of seasonal work that's out there where people try and make their. What, I mean, the what the the what's the the Alaska fish show the dangerous waters Dogg or whatever? That's what they water, do, right? Yeah. They go out. They got three months, four months to go, make right. enough money to last the year.
0: Yeah. But that's really exp- that's a very expensive catch, right? So like, it pays for it to do that. I mean, they're literally risking their lives. Yeah. Um, I don't think real to real Mike over there is risking his life.
2: No, no, no. I mean, he was you know he's mowing lawns. But um, right. now the, the guinea pig tanks, on the other hand, I mean, whew. I mean that's freaking lasers. <laughs> lasers. Well, you're and, talking
1: you're talking ordnance too with the tanks, right?
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. Arming, yeah. arming critters. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that, that like for, for me the idea was I was like, oh, this would be a, like I looked at it like it was going to be like a passive income um, because that's I you know I have a few of those. You know, that's like the whole the whole way of doing this independent business thing is the multiple streams of income. You know. Yep. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the idea was being, well, here's something. I mean, I can have a file set up on my laser, and when I sell the couple, I run it. And, you know, I'll run it a couple times and stock up. You know, when, while I'm doing it, I'll cut 20, you know, and, mm-hmm. and sell them out. And the next time I, they're all gone, I'll run 20 more or whatever. But uh, it's definitely my week now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. it took off so fast. So I need, to, I need to get back in control of it to make it, like, a passive thing. Because the other option is I could go... You know, I could get dies cut or whatever, like scale production, hire people, but, them. but that's not me. I'm an artist first. Entrepreneur is like maybe third or fourth on my list. You know what I mean? I like the experience of doing it, but I don't like, and it's the same thing with the squares. Like I could have started trying to sell them, you know, these I could sell the pet stores, the squares try to get them in the, you know, the box stores or whatever, but that's just not fun. So I, I like, kind of like to just do it the way I am. You know, and well, so i like can
1: imagine that the square, the experience from the squares, would probably give you an idea of where you want to go with this, right? It's fun right now because you're just—it's a boom. But eventually, you're like you said, I know I can make a batch of them, and I, right. I can tell when they're going to hit, when they're not going to hit. Right. It's I just—I need
2: to—I need to control the funnel, you know, here and then and then set it up again. But I just thought it was interesting, Phil. Like that's where you and I are very different—is that you you had this little boom. And You were like, oh great. Let me hire someone. How big buy a truck. Yeah <laughs>
1: Grow 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 yeah. and
2: I'm like whoa slow slow slow. Wait, wait 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 so, yeah. Phil's
1: buying a truck. What are you getting? Oh, I just um, you know. he's it's gonna, gonna get a box truck I would
0: probably, probably get a Silverado Yeah, good trucks. No,
1: yeah. it's a beautiful truck. Yeah. Yeah,
0: okay. Oh of speaking of trucks and
1: because you know It's what are the odds that I would interrupt and talk about something so uh, the golf course behind the airport I told you guys it, it's done it's it's not going to be a thing anymore so where they had their uh, there's a separate uh, Hayward Parks and Recreation District is what takes care of parks and the golf course there's two golf courses so they have their little yard where all the golf carts not the golf carts but the the landscape or the 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 Gators green, the Greens guys they keep their little Cushmans and their little whatever right their their equipment and Overgrown, tucked in the corner, weeds sticking out of the windows. I thought it was a Tim truck, a little. Ah. Oh, like a Tim truck. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, Taz, "Dude, I, we got to dig that out. I want that, or we got to let it grow over so they don't notice it. So when they actually come yeah. and get all their stuff, if they leave it here, I can have it. But it's electric. Oh, even better. Was, oh, it no, out it's a, not golf, even it's a golf, golf cart.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. not like a street legal thing. It's just no, like, no, no, no.
1: It's 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 not as big. It looks like an even. It looks like a mini." What you have, <laughs> yeah. I'll take some pictures of it and send it to you. It's yeah, kind it's of like fun. I still might if I can dig it out of there. Yeah, but it's, it's, I don't it's know like what the thing we, that the uh, the
2: guys it. drive on the sidewalk at the college campus to plow it and stuff like that. Wait, you wouldn't
1: know about plowing. <laughs> it now, it's just so. well, it's 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 a little truck that I, I remember seeing them run around because they have a couple different kinds of it. But this one is white. It looks like that exact shape of yours. is just scaled down about another third. You know, yeah. yeah. That's too funny. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Now what, we got to get a boom for Bill. We need a bill boom.
2: Yeah, a bill building boom. Yeah, I, you, know, you ready?
1: I, I mean, that
0: what
2: would be what about I
0: have
1: this boom called a full time job. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I think designing interiors of hair salons—that's
1: your boom. Yeah, let's go around, no travel I'm the on country. my second
0: and third job. You need at least two jobs.
1: No, I'm I'm good with the one I got now. It's 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 pretty good. I do need. Uh, you know what? I am such a I am such a sissy when it comes to this. It's, it's kind of chilly now, <laughs> so I'm not as motivated to get out in the garage because, you know, we're dipping down into like, you know, 38, 39 degrees, you know, and, oh, that's chilly. and I was like,
0: it, it, it's, oh, it's a it's little bit chilly. I think I'm losing you, Bill. Okay, yeah. bye. <laughs>
1: But I mean, mean, seriously, it's like it's seasonal for me to to motivate to go out in the shop because it's just kind of cold. It just got cold all of a sudden, like two weeks ago, the temperature just started going from, ooh, it's it's 68, now it's down to like 48, now it's down to like 38. And I'm just like, I don't need to make anything if I don't have to go out there. It's cold. Uh I've got my little heater under the bench right now recording with you guys. It's just cold.
0: I drove in a snowstorm last night. To measure three people's backyards we had five inches of snow last night
1: i you know what and and i'm ready so. for that i'm ready to retire and go to where i can have the same kind of stories and say man i i'm glad i bought this house with the You're heated concrete floors i'm ready if you don't have to ready. work phil i think snow is not a problem i think i would hate it if i had to move away and then commute in the snow or, or have to deal with it but if my biggest problem was you know, working my way to the garage with the heated cement floor and turning that on and then going back in the house to have a cup of coffee while it warms up. I I can live with that.
0: Too much. (laughs) I got baseboards in the garage. I'll I'll be out there when it's minus 20 outside.
2: I had rebuilt my shop a few years ago. I redesigned it, like, so my main area that I work in is closer to the stove, which is great, you know, in the winter. But on... uh, on days like today it was like actually kind of warm and rainy this morning it's like 55 degrees so it's like you get in the shops a little colder because the metal holds the cold in and so you you get in you light a fire and then it's like 80 yeah. <laughs> you know it's yeah. like really hard to regulate it on like this time of year it's like you're like taking layers off and then, then you let the fire kind of go
0: down and it's like oh you know but uh, right. It's it's up and down spikes, right? It's, yeah. not, a, it's not a regular stream of heat.
2: Right, cause then you, so then you let the stove kind of die down a little bit, and they, I have a fan on behind the pipe to kind of you know circulate the heat. And so you'll be like, you now the fan's blowing on me, basically, you know, All right. 20 right. feet away, but then it's like, oh, man, it's, getting, it's like a cold breeze. I'm like, oh, yeah, then I haven't put wood in the stove in an hour. <laughs> it's like constant. It's like a full-time job just keeping the temperature regular in
0: there. But cheap rent. That's... <laughs> What it's all about. It's I. What, I mean, what are the odds?
2: I was just saying it to my my family the other day. Like I I literally could not be doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for my landlord, uh, and the the deal that I got in the space. I mean, I could have found other space to rent and stuff, but the the amount of space I have, the privacy of it, and just him just being like, just do what you want to do, just. As long as everything you do is improving the building, not not you know devaluing it, he was like, just do it. I can do. say the
1: same thing about my living situation. Uh, Casey and I missed the boat, man. We we cannot afford to buy in the Bay Area, but we rented this house at a good deal almost ten years ago, and our landlords have raised our rent once, and it was a hundred bucks, it was because she had to for tax reasons or something. I mean, and she felt bad about it, and I'm like, are you kidding me? This right, I mean, we're paying at least. More than less than half of market for what she could be getting on this house. And it's like, we'd be screwed. I I wouldn't be able to afford to rent anything that was a house if if we had Mm -hmm. to move, I would have to rent a small apartment. Couldn't have the, you know, Danny might be an issue to, to even have her. I certainly couldn't have a garage with my tools and stuff in it. It's it's amazing. You know, but then again they don't now they're spending most of their time in Minneapolis so I'm, I got my house and then next door is their other house so I mind that for them maybe you know it's so it's a relationship you know right.
2: yeah that's that's kind of how I, I feel with my landlord is <clears throat> it's you know I mean we have a friendship now at, at this point too right you know and uh, well
0: yeah. you've been there a long time you're a reliable good tenant I mean you're like the best friend of any landlord right you know, you pay your right. rent every month if you're a good dude you can rely on you. You don't yeah. just leave scaffolding lying around?
1: Oh, God. Don't start
0: <laughs> That was a callback yeah. to a previous episode. I believe it was episode 192 where we talked about the scaffolding.
2: Oh, I just ranted for 20 minutes about the scaffolding that I now use yeah. as uh, my lumber storage.
0: <laughs> I was just kidding. I have no idea what number it was. Yeah, I was uh, it, it was, was only
1: a few that. episodes ago. It seems like a long time ago. I think the 240s, maybe. Maybe 250s.
0: Yeah. No, you're 250s. right.
1: 250s. <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
2: <laughs>
0: Do you remember when we first started doing this podcast? Do you have any idea we'd be in the 260s?
2: No, I didn't think I'd make it to the second.
0: Yeah, I didn't think you were going to make it either.
1: Yeah. I, I was sketchy all the way through, so. so
0: well, you're it still on thin ice. Um,
1: <laughs> hey, you know anybody who can make me something that I can uh, make that ice a little thicker? and, and uh, yeah, yeah, maybe skate it.
0: on it? Yeah. 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 Um. What else do you think when uh, the, the, you know, the term um, comes to mind of what are the odds? You know, like, wh- do you think that maybe the maker community is kind of like this weird thing that, like, what are the odds that this would have come together in the first, commun- in the first place that we'd even have this right now? Like, what had to happen for there to be a maker community right now?
1: I, I think it I th- honestly I think it was a natural progression uh, with with technology and social media and the groups and everything that was out there I just think of course something like this could have happened uh, mm-hmm. that's that's just me
2: well it's like the you guys are laughing at me about the the guinea pig support group I mean it's Correct. You know, I, one of my one that's of not my why laughing one of my first <laughs> um, one of my first uh, interactions with the internet was in the 90s right when we you know you're dialing up and this stuff and um, I had a this my good friend um, was a, a gay woman and she had a ferret and so we typed in lesbian ferret group and we found one yeah and, yeah. and, what we, are the odds? and that was when I was. I was like oh like that's that's what's going to happen like everybody's going to find each other you know like <laughs> yes,
0: so it was, like, it was like AOL chat rooms, right? So that was like one of yeah. the first things that sort of popped up, like before there was the open internet you had things like Prodigy and CompuServe and right. America Online and all these things and they had chat rooms and that was yeah. a big big thing and, uh, and you're right, so like disparate, very special unique people, right? No matter what that means, if you're a woodworker or a, I don't know a Well, lesbian, like-minded people lover,
1: seem to flock together, right?
0: yeah so mm. people so the the internet allows for there to be communities of people who are not in a community right. physically right and so that's the thing that I love the most like if I had to depend on people I knew for um information about YouTube about uh woodworking or or really anything, ah I would have never done it It's impossible, but yeah, this I whole mean, community allowed me to, to d- become something that I am now
1: the amount of effort it takes to build that kind of a uh a resource for yourself, right? I mean, because because what I've done my entire life, I I have that, but it's minuscule. It's minuscule. I know a few guys over over decades and decades. I know a few guys that I can call and say, Hey, mm-hmm. can you? What do you think about this? Can you help me with this car? About this fence I'm going to build. About this piece of furniture. But now with the advent of of of, of our community and our groups, it's like. I have people all over the world that I can reach yeah. out to and get advice from. Literally all over the world, yeah. several continents, several countries. It's yeah. insane.
2: We and we, you know, like we all always had that one friend that was good with computers or that one friend that was good with cars. But exactly. then like you call your friend and like, "Hey, my car's doing this." And they're like, "Oh, I'm into carburetors." I don't know, fuel injection. And you're like, Pff. "Well, now it's like like, <laughs> you know, for like I I I'm into 92 to 96 Hondas. You know, like you get that guy. Like we all
0: know that. Right. right, know, right. It's, just right. Neat. it's really neat. It's gotten hyper-specific. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you become, like, even more yeah. experts and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah I've always been that computer guy and, like, but how did I learn everything? Uh, when it broke, I learned how to fix it by either asking somebody even more knowledgeable or looking it up or just figuring it out. And yeah. so, like, that kind of information passing. Someone would say, hey, I, you know, forgot the password to my BIOS. How do I get into my computer? Oh, you got to pull the battery off the motherboard and wait for it to drain. Why? Because uh, that happened to me. But <laughs> you know, now we have like what, an expedited yeah. system for passing along knowledge. I think it's incredible
1: yeah i can't I can't when remember
0: I, life without it yeah when I think I of, don't
1: want, when I think yeah. of what are the odds more so than anything and, and Joel wrote a uh Joel Crawford from uh maybe I've said too much Ed for missing digit in our friend, and I love him, but he wrote a pretty amazing post the other day that talked about luck right you can say what you mm-hmm. want but most people who have success there's luck oh, involved yeah. mm-hmm. and i think that but the, but the takeaway from that is it's those of us who prepare ourselves to be ready when that opportunity gets there it's like yeah that's the difference so in the same thing where it's like you know what are the odds i was at home depot and there was that open box table saw that i got for like 300 dollars off right well the mm-hmm. odds are pretty good actually because I'm constantly looking for deals. I'm constantly. Every looking. time you Somebody go, you're looking Somebody just messaged that me the other day yeah. and watched my uh, Harbor Freight uh, table video. It says, "Man, I just I never find anything like that on the curb." And my response was, "We'll keep looking because if you if you train yourself to be looking for stuff like that, the odds increase, right? So, what yeah. are the, what are the odds that I got this tool on sale, or what are the odds that my buddy came by with a truckload of lumber that he thought I might need?" Well, the odds are good. When you when you prepare yourself to be on the lookout for that, you put your name out there, you put your interests out there. That increases the odds. So that yeah, now you are the guy that they call, "Hey Phil, I got a table, man. It's got uh, mahogany or whatever it is. You get up there, you know." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Canadian mahogany. Yeah. yeah. Well, or a bunch of I got We're a bunch renowned. of old cord doors for Tim, right? What are the odds yeah. of that guy bringing you a bunch of doors? Well, they're pretty good because you've made this You've done the yeah, it's work. Not, it's not know?
0: lucky, but they say that luck is um, preparation meeting opportunity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. if you've laid the groundwork for this stuff, like I'm on. Well, Facebook but part of it is luck too, because you got to remember,
1: looking. you got to remember. Of all the guys that are out there that do prepare for that, not everybody gets it. So it is luck. But you're never going to catch that luck if you aren't prepared.
0: But Correct. Yeah, I agree with you. I was just and talking, I, and about I agree with Joel's post too. It's a, it was a good yeah. read. If oh, people yeah. can read it, they should.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Joel's a good writer. I was
2: just talking with Vance about that the other day, too, about... Like, he's talking about, like, fame, and, you know, kids, like, nowadays... Like, you know, when we were kids, we wanted to be TV stars or rock stars or whatever. Now kids all want to be streamers and, you know... TikTok. Yeah, and all that stuff. They want to be influencers or whatever. But so we were kind of talking about that, and I I, I, I said it really well to him, and I'll I'll say it wrong now, probably, but I was telling him, it's like... Like, that's all well and good if you're doing it for the right reasons. You know, it's like... Like, the, the, the analogy I use is, like, if you play to win... And you don't enjoy the game, you just enjoy winning. You play 100 games, you win one. You didn't enjoy 99 games. You know? Mm-hmm. But if you play to play, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose. That when you win is just a bonus, you know? So like like don't so if you if you want to start streaming content to be famous, you're going to be miserable until you're famous, if that even happens. That might not happen. <clears throat> but if you want to stream content because you enjoy the content that you're creating, then you're going to love every minute of it whether people watch it or not.
0: You said it right. Yeah.
1: Yep. That's, that's exactly right.
0: Mm. That's about right. Yeah. So if just, you you know just, if
2: you like making cardboard guinea pig tanks and you don't care whether they sell or not,
0: <laughs> how fun is it talk when to they us, do? Because ours only sell well. <laughs> <laughs> then you're a loser because I'm selling like hotcakes. <laughs> In the U.S. Yeah. Guinea pig tanks is going I, crazy up here. I have
2: sold them as far as Australia. Uh,
0: God. Wow. People spending literally
2: twice as much on shipping as the things are. And, my, you know, my I was like, God, I feel so bad that they're paying so much for shipping. My wife is like, well, it's because you marked the price so inexpensively. they like, they don't mind. You know, I'm just yeah. Like, they're not I looking
1: at how much they're paying for shipping. So they're I was like, let like me rephrase. this thing that they don't want to make.
2: Right. So I was like, let me rephrase. I'm angry that the United States Post Office is making more money than me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no. But it's only twenty buckaroos. Right. So right. So It's fine. Which who knows what that translates into? I mean, like, wait, you know,
1: aren't Australian money aren't those the de- dineros or something? What?
0: No, they're dollars also, and they're pretty much exactly the same as Canadian. Like one Canadian dollar is one Australian right. dollar for the most part.
2: Yeah, which oh. is usually about what twenty cents more than the American dollar,
0: right now. Right now, it's at twenty eight cents. So twenty eight cents, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So your dollar's worth more than mine.
0: No, the mm, other opposite. It's, like it's worth one less. U.S. is worth like a dollar twenty eight Canadian. Yeah.
1: Oh, so if you
2: if you have a dollar here and you go to Canada and you exchange it for Canadian money, you have a dollar twenty eight there. So you right. made. So money.
1: if I had, if I had a hundred million dollars and I go to Canada, I could make twenty eight million dollars.
0: Yeah. In ca- yes, in however, Canadian. things are more expensive here, right? By so, about like, 28 cents a dollar. About 28 cents more, yeah.
1: <laughs> so it almost, oh, almost. Yeah. So it does like if you've
0: ever seen matter. If you've ever seen a magazine like on the spine, it'll say something like $5 U.S., hmm. $7 Canadian.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Right. But, but then there are
0: maybe I think five years ago, six years ago, something like that, our dollars were at par. Like it was $1 yeah. Canadian for $1 U.S., oh man was that a good time to be alive yeah. um, and so people made the publishers go why are you charging us extra our dollars at par and all kinds of prices had to come down for, for goods sold in Canada cars had to come down in price mm, I don't wow. know if they've gone back up again but like if it's dollar for dollar why are you charging us 20 and 30 and 40% more for stuff
2: and there are, like you said, Bill, there are games that people can play with money that are in that sort of right. market, like those like hedge fund type people. They know how to do that: put it into a country and pull it out again, and they can make it's profits off arbitrage. Of it. arbitrage. Yeah.
1: Well, apparently, I'm going to let you two do the math stuff. Well, I'm, not, no, I, I'm not. I'm not doing I'm the math. One the math. Yeah, I don't want to do the math.
2: Yeah, All right, yeah, let's. But what are the odds? We're out of time. <laughs> oh nuts! <laughs> uh,
0: uh, p- let's see. where I at right here. Okay, good. So, um, iTunes review review. This is an Americano. So when do you guys read it,
1: oh, I got Bill, that. Uh, Tim, you have it now. Do you want it or no?
0: No, you you can get it, Bill. What's
1: up, guys? All two, right, two, so three of
0: them. Just one. Oh.
1: just one. Just one. Yep. Oh, I see. Anyway, it's uh, a right,
0: sorry. Favorite
1: woodworking podcast, Wood Style Shinobi, five stars. You guys are great. You have a good dynamic together, and I have a great time every work listening. Uh, every day at work listing, I, I, or every day that it's on listing. I'm trying to translate. I think this might be a translatable thing. Uh, as a beginner woodworker, I get at least one usable tip every week. P.S. The heck with pilots. Shoot <laughs> them with all the guinea tanks. I am suppose that's the guinea pig the tanks. Guinea pig
2: tanks, yeah. Yes. Because you were complaining about pilots being bad people, and Phil and right. I vehemently right. disagreed with you.
1: Yeah. Right, and I just want to say first of all, five star review. This is my favorite because, well, it's the one we had this week, and uh, we love when you guys write in. So, Wood Style Shinobi, you're the best person I know. I'm just saying. That's
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. Better than pilots. That's for sure.
1: Way better pilots than pilots. Are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> well, unless you write a five star review, then you're the best.
0: Bill. What's your weekly tip about holding open a chair so you could glue it or whatever?
1: You know, and, and some people are going to laugh at me for this, uh, but the tip is if you take your pistol grip clamp, and if you can, oh, some yeah, yeah, of them yeah. will, Spreader. you flip the jaw around, mm-hmm. right? And then you slide okay. the other part to the other side. So now when you use the pistol grip, it's actually pulling away. It's a clamping shut. Does that make sense?
0: hmm Well, they're marketed that way as clamps and spreaders
1: correct clamps and spreaders however if you take a non-spreadable kind you can you can rig these to do the same thing Ah, right because these things are either going to be glued on on one end you can drill a hole through it to be able to to because i've done that before where i didn't have one you can take this apart make it to where you can put it on either side with a hole and a screw or something so use your pistol grip Clamps as a spreader, and dude, it made quick work of that chair that took me two weeks and I didn't know if it was possible to fix. It's
2: not possible, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Once chairs are broken, they're broken forever. But I wa- forever. I'll add a quick uh, clamp tip to that. Um, <coughs> what are the, the wooden call clamps, like the traditional woodworking clamps? You know, same the two, same two, thing. Two you can go
1: backwards with those and use them for the same way.
2: Yes, yep. and then and what made me think of it is the other thing I did is, is I have a couple of those that I've drilled holes in. Mm-hmm. And so I'll screw it down on my workbench, put something in it, tighten it up, and then screw the other side down. Now it's like a permanent vice or, or temporary vice. And so I do that on my. Right, I've done right, that right. on my workbench for years. I'll screw. Sometimes I'll just screw one end down and then tighten the other end up like playing an end or something. Before I had like a, because I don't have one of those uh, nice woodworking vices on the end of a proper woodworking bench. You know, I have a little one, but so I do that sometimes. Or if I have something big, I need to clamp down. I'll just literally screw those those call clamps right to my workbench. And uh, recently, I discovered that I could start doing that on my CNC as a uh, work-holding uh, jig on the CNC to hold tricky things, and and, uh, and it works really, really well. Uh, so you screw it right down to the CNC wasteboard, you put what you need to hold in there, you clamp it tight, and then you screw the other side in so it can't come loose.
0: And, um, mm, that's clever. Yeah, for holding right. up things, like, vertically, you could do, like, if you had short legs, you could do, like, tenons and stuff on them.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like so I was that would doing work it. totally perfect for you, Phil. Tree. Yeah, <laughs> teeny tiny things. <laughs> so just I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna blaze past that. I was doing it with I made those little wooden toy trucks and I wanted to just do a detail on the front and back sides of it, like the windshield and the, just cut a little out to make it look like a full thing. Cause it was like a two you know two one sided carves that I glued together and then I just cl- put them in this clamp. I even did it at a slight angle, uh, because the windshield was slanted, and I, oh, and, yeah. I and I just routed away a little windshield shape in there, just like a tenth of an inch deep, and it just took a couple seconds to, to cut and it took huh. about a minute to set up.
0: You know. That's terrific. Yeah. It it's
2: exactly.
1: just added an it, it, extra level. Uh, one of the things I saw from Jimmy real quick uh, when I first started watching, and I've done that with those, these wooden call clamps or the, the old school clamps, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. He use it to hold stuff all the different ways and whatever. But he actually put his phone in it one time because he was recording something. So he clamped oh, yeah. his I, phone and he was able to set that down and held his phone up for recording. And it just sparked a million things you can do now with that yeah. same idea. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, so those those clamps don't use them just as a clamp. They could be a holder, a bracket, a vice, you know, spreader, whatever.
2: Yeah. That was my Stand. that was my tripod yeah. when I first started my YouTube channel. Like the first oh, year, yeah. I just used my phone and yeah. I used either the pistol grip that I squeeze on my phone and then I put that into the call clamp and then set it down on the <laughs> <side>. ah, <laughs> exactly that's yeah. clever. Yeah.
0: That's funny. Um, so next here, what grabbed your attention? Let's go to Tim this time. Um, geez, I, I've had my head in the cardboard guinea
2: pig tanks. I haven't had a chance to really watch anything, but um, I'll mention. I think I mentioned this podcast before. You're wrong about. Um, it's a really good podcast where it's just this, this these two writers that they just deep dive into things, and I've just really been enjoying that. because um, they're they're funny. Like basically, it's basically one of them gives a book report, like or like a history report to the other one, and the other one asks questions. And, What's it like, called again? It's called You're Wrong About. And, like, they, they just do deep dives on things. So, like, there was, like, a five-part series. It like, five or six hours long on just the life of Lady Di, the life and death of Lady Di. Mm. And just gets into all that. Like, and they just, they you know, they read all the biographies. They, they read all the... And they, they, they piece it together, you know, and they just tell the stories. And sometimes it's, like, you know, something silly about, like, um, you know, it'd just be like a, they did, like, a Halloween special once or whatever, you know. And But it's... I don't know. I, I like... Learning the story behind the story, you know,
0: and uh, and there's always
2: a point in there. Where we're like, huh, oh, I never knew that. Just kind of, you know, people like they like to learn new things. It's a fun one.
0: I like learning. Uh, Bill, what grabbed your attention?
1: You know, uh, now and again, I like to pick on Dave Picciuto. and yeah, I happen to watch him. He did a uh, half round hallway table, and I, I usually watch his videos, and and I'll thumbs up and say something nice but this time i was just extremely impressed because he did it he tapered the legs right and instead of doing a jig and doing all these simple things he, he he said something and it's not that i haven't done this before but it's the way he said it he says look sometimes if it's just a simple taper on a leg use your bandsaw so he just drew a line and used yeah. his bandsaw the length of the leg is what you need to be worried about the actual every leg being exactly perfect Who's going to notice, right? So he actually freehanded these tapers on the table legs for this thing. And I was very impressed with that. And then I noticed that um, years ago, David used to get a lot of trolling, a lot. I mean, it was just enough. So that where he he bans people from, it's like, it's not necessary. That kind of silliness that people do. And he doesn't really get that anymore. Now it's like, gosh, Dave, you're great. I love this. This is a great idea. I love the video, the quality, blah, blah, blah. So I can't have any of that. So I did troll him just a little bit and just mm. like a basic, uh, you know, hey, that's unsafe. The children are going to be get hurt and blah, 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 blah. Something silly. Thinking he would know it was me. Well, apparently he, he texted me or, you know, he wrote on the things. Oh, dude, I didn't see the name first. You almost got banned from my channel. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Uh, the, the simplicity of this table, he, he looks like it's a, this is a manufactured hallway table, like you could buy at any furniture store. And the way he made it, it was super simple and it was elegant and beautiful and it kind of back to basics because Dave's got some pretty neat tools, but he can also go old school. So good job, Pachudo. We love you, brother.
0: Yeah, nicely done. Yeah. Tips Sway. I already did it. Amazing. Congratulations. Pens-
1: what are the odds Phil would forget that 30 <laughs> seconds after <laughs> you Dude, did it? I'm eh?
0: tired. Um, so YouTube sucks I don't know what's going on with it or the algorithm or whatever but I just keep getting served up the exact same videos constantly and the only way to get rid of them is to like click the three dots and say not interested Um, and, and I don't know what's going on with notifications and stuff, it used to be that YouTube would just serve up a bunch of awesome stuff and I would never have enough time in a week to watch everything now it seems like I don't know, it's just not Serving it, up the right stuff Is it like mm. a catch
1: 22 or is it not Giving you anything new because you haven't been watching stuff But you haven't been watching stuff because no. you haven't been getting anything new
0: Like so now it filters Based on you can click on the filters to Based on the interest that you have so Like I can click on woodworking or like computers or hockey Or whatever right so I'll click on woodworking And it'll show me things from Seven months ago three years ago And mm-hmm. like it's not I don't know it's just weird I
1: think it's a universal YouTube thing because I've I've people heard this happy. a lot from everybody. Yes. it's so.
2: been it's been difficult. I mean, it's strange. My my views are like way down, like across the board, everything, everything, yeah. everywhere, like way down. And you know, so of course that start you start to yeah. kind of think like, oh, it must be me. Is it? You know. But then people are like, oh, I never even saw that. You know. Like I hear people like, How? I didn't know you yeah. did that, and it's so that kind of bums you out. Um, but then the other thing that's strange is that my my um, ad revenue is basically staying the same, though, because they're putting so many ads and everything. So even though my views are down, you know, my ad revenue yeah. is the same. My,
1: mine has gone up. I don't have I have a minuscule ad revenue anyway, but I'm looking at it. I'm going like, what? 20 bucks? What? Because mine's only ever around like $7 or $8, and now it's up at around 20 Because those mid-roll like, ads. What the Tim's heck right. Going on? Instead
0: of one ad, they're showing it's three ads. Sometimes There's four. Yeah. A, a beginning ad, a mid-roll, and an end. But the truth is... So it's funny because I put out a video last week and I made my wife watch it so I could, you know, she could account for maybe a quarter of <laughs> the views. And she's watching this thing. And she's actually paying attention, which was shocking. And and there were like two mid-roll hmm. commercials. She's like, another yeah, commercial?
2: Crazy. And it's turning I'm people like, off. It is yeah. crazy. And another thing. Get off my lawn.
0: <laughs> Get off my lawn. I don't know what to say. Anyways, uh, I, yeah. Nothing really grabbed my specific. although now that I'm looking through my feed, there does seem to be a couple of cool things that I'll maybe check out. Um, moving along, um, our websites, williamloots.com, timsway.net, and newperspectivesmusic.com. And let me just write it in here, Tanks.com. I love it. Okay. Well done. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff we love hearing from you guys. Info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. On iTunes, leave us those five-star reviews and we will read them out loud during the episode. Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. For as little as $1, you get access to the pre-show where all the magic happens. And for $10, you get your names uh, read aloud with a list of heroes at the top of the show. So, thank you if you have. Thank you if you will. Have a great week. Speak to you next time.
1: Bye, everybody. Be good.